BSD Talk number 149. It's Saturday, May 17, 2008. I'm here in Ottawa, Canada, attending BSD CAN 2008. Once again, it's a great conference. We're having beautiful weather. All the lectures and tutorials have been really interesting, and it's just really nice to spend some time with the BSD community. Every time I'm at any conference, I'm always really amazed at just how nice and approachable everyone is. I've been able to record a few interviews already. And so I do hope to have them out to you as quickly as I can. So they will be out with a little more frequency than usual. I won't try and stack them up too much, but I do want to get them out to you while the conference is still fresh in our minds. So here's the first one. Today on BSD Talk, we're speaking with Justin Gibbs from the FreeBSD Foundation. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. So we're here at BSD CAN 2008. So I grabbed you from the counter out in the lobby. Thank you for taking some of your time to come speak with me. Sure. I think, you know, I know for me personally... I've always asked that question, you know, what is the FreeBSD Foundation and what do you do? Well, we get that question quite often. And maybe the best way to answer it is to talk a little bit about the, the history of the foundation and what some of the goals were in, in starting it. So back in 2000, after being on the FreeBSD core team, I was really looking at some new mechanism to try to increase support for FreeBSD and to try to deal with some of the Uh, less interesting, less sexy uh, enhancements that are required for an operating system just to be practical and and to be deployed. So the FreeBSD Foundation started as my attempt to find uh, extra funding for those kinds of projects. So the FreeBSD Foundation was started in 2000, as I said, as a nonprofit, just with myself and and the, the interesting thing is that the IRS requires you to have at least three officers. So uh, I basically said, okay, can I find two other people to, to meet these requirements so that I can start this nonprofit? And that was sort of stage one of the foundation. And at that point, we had three people, uh, we had a nonprofit, and we started soliciting funds to try to get us to the next level. We had already started doing uh, support of developer summits, developer travel, and some funded development. But it wasn't until about 2004 that we had a critical mass to be able to start with our first paid employee to really take it to the next level. Uh, and what you'll see if you look at the history of the foundation is that since 2004, we've been able to be much more active in the community, much more supportive of developer summits, developer communication, and have started to really do additional funded development. Last year was actually sort of a watershed year for us. We've been able to contact and communicate with more vendors that that use FreeBSD because many of them use them in in, in products where it's not very well publicized that they're using FreeBSD. And we were able to bring in a significant sum of donations so that we're trying to take the foundation now to the next level where we can really push our ability to do funded development and try to address some of the things that will make FreeBSD even more interesting in you know the corporate environment or as uh, a deployed operating system and what's the benefit to donating to the foundation as opposed to directly to one of the bsd distributions or maybe distribution is the wrong word right 
the main benefit, I guess, for those in the United States is that it's tax deductible because we are a 501c3 nonprofit entity. The other thing that, that we found in talking just with commercial users of FreeBSD is that they're often more comfortable dealing with some kind of entity that that will be the same entity year after year. Uh, so, for instance, if I have uh, some particular issue with FreeBSD that's a performance issue or I'm unable to migrate it to the next platform, they might come to the foundation and say, can you find us some developers to do this so that when we come back next year, we can come and interface with the same people? Because those volunteers, you know, it's a volunteer-driven environment, FreeBSD, uh, those volunteers come and go and oftentimes they do not have the legal status as a corporation that allows uh, companies to contract them or, or what have you. So it's just another level of comfort being able to deal with a commercial entity of some sort. And when I think of some of the more well-known things that the foundation has done, I think of the agreements that you entered into with Sun Microsystems mm-hmm. in order to d- redistribute Java. Are there <clears throat> some other examples of some perhaps more obvious things that you've done for the end user? Well, one thing that we're looking into pretty heavily right now is trying to do what we did with Java with Flash. Uh, the story I always like to tell is that you know my wife is not a FreeBSD uh, activist. You know she's not technically savvy, but the only thing that's stopping her from using our main FreeBSD system at home as the only system that we leave on, that the only thing that you know for web browsing whatever is Flash support, because unfortunately most of these sites require Flash, uh, and I think that. There's a, a large amount of our end user community that runs into situations like that. Uh, I mean, you basically have s- several different tiers of end users. You have those that are using it in back office type applications where the GUI and X and Flash and, and, and things like that are, are not as important as things like Java or basic server performance or network performance. And then you have other folks, which are you know the developers of that back office stuff, that really want to be able to use FreeBSD as a, a desktop replacement. Uh, and it just eases uh, the development cycle by by going that one last little bit so that it, it is a practical desktop. Uh, most of the other development stuff that we've worked on, though, has been in that other tier, in that uh, server environment, network stack performance and network stack virtualization or server virtualization. There's some storage stuff that we're working on in, in probably in this year. So... We're trying to uh, to work on both those levels. And for people who want to donate or join, what are some of the membership benefits that they get? Well, the FreeBSD Foundation is not a member organization. Uh, it's the same kind of membership that you might get if you were a member to your local PBS station. You just feel really good about it. One of the things that we're doing here for the first time at BSD Can is we are offering for a donation of $20 or more FreeBSD Foundation ball caps, which are, are quite nice, quite attractive. So that could be uh, a member benefit. <laughs> but uh, I think the, the main thing is being able to donate to an organization that has a proven track record and where you can see on our website through our, our, our financial information, which is all posted on our website, exactly where that, that contribution is going. And also an organization that has very low overhead. Uh, which is, again, visible on the financials that are available on our website. Are you set up primarily for large corporate donations, or are there easy mechanisms to donate a couple dollars if that's what you have? Well, we currently offer three different ways, or four different ways, I guess, to donate to the foundation, personal check, Google checkout, 
grounds, uh, what is it called, Groundspring, or Foundation for Good, uh, and PayPal. And I guess I should find out what that last that, that fourth <laughs> one is, just to be fully accurate. All of those payment methods, except for by personal check, have some cost to the foundation. But those costs are pretty minimal, and we can accept donations in any amount. And in fact, the nonprofit code, uh, the IRS nonprofit code, makes it important that we receive donations from a lot of individuals. And those donations can be, uh, as in, in times, it's very beneficial for us to get small donations. And the reason for that is that the IRS is very concerned that there isn't some corporate big brother that decides to give the foundation, you know, a million dollars and all of a sudden takes over the entire direction of the foundation and basically just uses it as a nonprofit front. Uh, so at various times in our history, uh, we've actually made specific solicitations saying, hey, anybody got a couple bucks, you know, because we have to make sure that that ratio is maintained. And besides monetary donations, are there other ways that people can help out with the foundation? Sure. We've received several donations in the, in the way of hardware, uh, for instance, the network performance cluster. Uh, we've had several large donations from, from Cisco in terms of being able to test for the first time 10 gigabit performance in a true simulation of a, of a, a large back office environment. Uh, network appliances has been generous enough to give us several filers for the project, and those have gone through the FreeBSD Foundation. And at various times, there are different types of hardware that are of you know required in order for us to get that next level of support into the operating system. So we're always interested in non-monetary donations that fill a particular developer need. Now, I'm hoping that this interview won't be seen as a solicitation for you know everybody to go in their in their back room and find all the hardware and disk drives they're not using and put them into a box and ship them to me because that has happened in the past and uh, it's not necessarily um, most beneficial for the community. So when are we going to see a Super Bowl ad from the FreeBSD <laughs> Foundation? Yes, as I said earlier, our, uh, we're, we're a very lean and mean organization, so our marketing budget is fairly small. So I don't think we'll be on the Super Bowl anytime soon. But we are looking at different ways that we can better promote the FreeBSD project. And you'll see in some of the books that are out on FreeBSD, you might see a small advertisement there or in some of the technical magazines. And again, we don't have a uh, specific, you know, well, we're going to be PC Mag this, this year or something like that goal. Um, it's basically as we find opportunities that we think have the right, you know, cost benefit analysis, that so we can make that, that right cost benefit analysis, then we take advantage of those opportunities. Great. Well, there are any other topics that you want to talk about today? No, I think you've covered most of what the FreeBSD Foundation is about. All right. Well, thank you very much. Sure. If you'd like to leave comments on the website or reach the show archives, you can find them at bsdtalk.blogspot.com. And if you'd like to send me an email, you can reach me at bitgeist at yahoo.com. That's B-I-T-G-E-I-S-T at yahoo.com. Thank you for listening. This has been BSD Talk number 149.